Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. Today, I have the distinguished honor of interviewing Rosanna Johnson. She is the dual language and EL coordinator at Downers Grove Grade School District 58, quadrilingual, a doctoral student, and a chief love officer of life. She gives me hope every time she posts something beyond anything. I know that one message from her is a fruition of positive and uh, uh, emotional uh, intelligence. Uh, it is my great honor to introduce Rosanna. Who are you? <laughs> Hi, Efrain. Thank you for such a lovely welcome. Um, the whole time, I was smiling the whole time you were reading this. So I, I, appreciate, I appreciate your kind words. Um, I, I am Rosa. I am a wife, a daughter, a sister, an aunt. I'm a friend, an artist, and uh, an educator. Thank you for sharing that. So, for the listeners of this show, can you please walk us through your tra uh, professional trajectory up to this point? Yeah, so I was a bilingual teacher, Espanol, English, for eight years. Uh, and then I was a, I became a bilingual director for Chicago Ridge 127 and a half and Palos 118 simultaneously. And then I've been um, here in Downers Grove School District 58 as um, the EL coordinator and dual language coordinator for two years. And um, actually starting July 1st, I'll be joining Palatine School District 15 as the director of multilingual programs. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> wow, super <laughs> kudos. Thank you very much. And I always say my professional trajectory started as a multilingual student myself. Um, I was in ESL classes when I moved to the United States. So it started a long time ago. Wow. <laughs> you bring that passion. So if you could go back in time to any of the positions you have held, like in Back to the Future, if you can have that fortune of going back, what would be one or two things you will tell to yourself when you began that journey? Yeah, so I remember when I first got my administrative position, I was really excited. And I thought that I was supposed to excel and master every single bullet point that was on that responsibility list. I thought that I had to know everything from day one. And that brought a lot of stress and anxiety. So if I could go back, I would say, you don't have to know the answer to every question. Um, it's okay to ask questions. Reach out to people in your network, whether um, it's people that you've met or people that you haven't met. I reached out to people that I didn't know that were in neighboring districts, and that, that was really supportive because I, I realized that some of those people didn't have the answers either, but they would connect me with uh, somebody in then, their network that would, have, that would have the answers. So I would go back and tell myself, you don't have to know everything. It's okay not to know everything. And not everyone expects you to know everything. And um, it's, 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 it's okay to not know. That would be the biggest, the biggest lesson that, that I would go back and tell myself. And, um, you know, I was lucky to be surrounded by people who were willing to help and, and 
again, if they weren't sure, if, if they didn't have the answer, they'd connect me with someone that could help. And, you know, don't be afraid to, to connect with people. Chances are they don't might not know it or they might not know something else, but they'll, they'll uh, more times than not, you know, I always had a positive experience. People, people will help. They're here to support one another because they, they've been there too. So true. I thank you. Such wise words. I agree 100% uh, that you get much more when you ask because everybody wants to get to the to the same answers and uh, we are better together. Thank you for sharing that, Rosie. Rosie, that's my wife. I apologize. Rosa. <laughs> so used to saying Rosie. Uh, so, uh, Rosa, tell me, um, who is or who are your biggest influences? Um, you know, being being in school, I, I read a lot of books. The most recent one was uh, Reeves and the, the the Seven Elements of Effective Leadership, where he was a very easy read that was could connect. I feel like to any any type of leadership role. Um, most currently, I'm excited to read reread actually Michael Lubofold and Nick Poliak's book, The Unlearning Leader. I'm very excited to read reread that book. Um, I love learning from them on Twitter as well. I think we can learn a lot about educational leadership from people in all areas of leadership, whether they're in education or entrepreneurship or marketing and the list goes on and on, right? And I like to listen to different people from different areas of life because everyone has a different perspective, different experience, and you can learn so much when you're you're open to listening to other perspectives. And I love reading um, Simon Sinek. I love reading his books. I really enjoy listening to him. He, you know, he talks a lot about why trust and the importance of caring about the people we serve and she often talks about she talks a lot about brotherhood and sisterhood in the military and um you know those people they know they won't get rich this isn't a job it's it's a calling it's and all of the effort that he talks about all the effort that they put in will always benefit somebody else and this is true servant leadership to me and i think it aligns with the work that we do as educators and administrators, you know, all the long hours, the blood, the sweat, the tears that we put into our work, it's to benefit those we serve. And he, Simon articulates the why so clearly and the reason and the passion, why we do what we do. And sometimes it gets hard. And, you know, I'm sure we've all been there. We think about, you know, is this the right thing for me? Should I be quitting? Should I be moving to something else? And That's when we have to review our why, our passion, and, and reason for doing the work we do. Um, another leadership lesson, another person I love listening to, um, he talks a lot about marketing, and to me that transfers to telling our story, uh, and the story of our students and our families and our district. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. He's no. a marketing guru. So. Um, I've, we've, my husband and I have met him a, a couple of times in, in a couple of events in New York or New Jersey and I listen to his podcast. He is a marketing guru who stresses the importance of promoting and posting about your product, products or in our case, you know, the work we do and the work of our colleagues too uh, and posting about it as many times as possible, not being shy. Put 20 posts a day, 10 posts a day, whatever you can do. Tell the story, you know, not only on the social media that we're comfortable using, But the ones that your clients or in our case our parents or community like to use and i think as educators we love twitter i know i do that's where 
spend most of my social media time. But you have to think about where where are your parents? Are your parents on Facebook? You know, uh, I know a lot of our parents are, or are they on Instagram or even TikTok? So he's taught me the importance of not being shy and not holding back when it comes to selling your product, quote unquote, or in our case, showcasing, you know, the wonderful work that's happening across all of our schools because there is a lot of great work and there are so many not just big moments but small moments that happen in the day that is important to highlight um so i i that i've learned that from him and i i try to really catch the small things quote unquote um and then even passing that along to someone that doesn't have twitter like hey i i saw you did this earlier i really wanted to uh, give you a shout out check it out and bring a smile to their face so, um, and then as, as far as learning from other leaders, I've learned so much from people who are Twitter, but those who aren't as well, mm-hmm. like the quiet heroes, right? And that includes teachers, administrators, custodians, secretaries, Tammy, I know we have a secretary actually at one of the schools I'm at here in Leicester. She's the sweetest lady who's, you know, secretaries, they have a lot on their plate, they're busy. No matter how busy she is, she always asks me, how are you doing kiddo? You know, and she stops and she really wants to hear about my day. And it just, it reminds me that I need to do the same, no matter how busy I get. And I've learned the importance of expressing gratitude for my mom. She's just, you know, my mom, she's, she's been through a lot. She was an orphan, an immigrant and everything I have, I'm just so grateful to her. Uh, you know, she's such a grateful person, regardless of the struggles she's been through. And because she's instilled that from an early age, it, it's like second nature to me. I, I love expressing gratitude, which um, Sean Aker, who's another person I, I love to learn from, he talks about that. He talks about how the, mom, the more we express gratitude and what we're thankful for at work, that will strengthen our personal bonds and our professional bonds too. Um, so I, I was lucky. I was lucky to learn this important lesson from from my mom from an early age. And you know, if we listen, we can le- learn a lot from others. I, I'm rather quiet in professional settings. I, I think one advantage to that is that I learn a lot from from just observing and listening. Thank you for sharing all those words. And, and you know, it reminds me of um, how did I get interested in your own work because you're always praising the family members in your school district and I can tell how and um, um, elevated they feel when they appreciate express words and appreciation and you know Twitter is just a microcosm but uh, that it radiates that positive energy so thank you for doing those things so Rosa uh, being successful at anything in any career or position includes staying on top of your productivity for the listeners of this show can you share with us uh what does that mean to you yeah absolutely so um i think the most important lesson i've learned is not to stop i think it's okay to stop some projects there's you know one time i started um i forgot what it's called but it was a program oh nationally board certified teacher I started that when I was a teacher and then I decided to stop. It wasn't for me. And I think that's okay to do. Um, I have a habit of when I start something, I have to finish it. So that was a very difficult decision for me, but I realized it was not the right choice for me. And then I moved towards leadership. So recognize that although it's important to not give up and always keep going, recognize when it's okay to stop some projects if they're not meant for you. Recognize that quitting doesn't mean 
that you have failed at something or you have let somebody down. It just means that that's not right for you and you want to focus your energy and put it into something else. And, you know, uh, you don't have to be perfect. Uh, we're, we're very, educators are very busy. They have a family. They have outside, ha you know, hobbies. Their work doesn't stop. You know, it's not eight, eight to four. They, they're constantly connecting with families and know that you don't have to be perfect at everything you do. Uh, growing and progress are, you know, they're continuous. There, there is no finish line and having a schedule is important. I, I make sure to include activities in my schedule that are good for the body and soul. The more I do, the more productive I am and the happier I am with every pro other project in my life. So the more time you spend doing things that you love outside of work, the more productive and happy you will be at work and the better we will be at serving others, right? And um, like I love Twitter and I, I've learned to take a step back and not tweet as much after work because that's time that I could be spending focusing on my workouts, my health, my family. Never stop filling your cup. I think that's really important. We, you know, the, I used to be so focused on finishing my entire to-do list in one day and I've learned to be okay with you know saying oh I accomplished 10 out of the 15 these five I'll, you know I'll accomplish the next day and that's okay uh so and definitely definitely make time for the people who love you beautiful thank you for sharing that 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 is um um uh, so uh, this is a conversation that should be happening so frequently because uh, it's hard to reach to that point, Rosa. I know it took me a long time to get to that point. Uh, and like you said, a continuous improvement, never a, 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 a stop. So let me ask a follow-up question as a doctoral student. Um, there's other people who might be listening and say, oh, I might want to be in a doctoral program like Rosa. What advice do you have for those people who are in the program or, or who are about to start? Yeah, um, really understand the why behind you're doing it. What is your reason that you want to do this program? Besides, you know, getting that title at the end, what is the reason that you want to invest and be connected to your why and make sure that whatever steps you're going to take have to align with that why recognize that you know there will be some sacrifices maybe there will be less social time maybe you will have to wake up an hour early so there have to be sacrifices and you have to be okay with those and most importantly you have to do the program for the right the right reasons um, and and make sure that it's something you're passionate about. I always say that with everything in life, if you're not passionate about, is it worth the stress? Is it worth the headaches? Is it worth the pain? Um, if it is, you know, then do it. But if you're not passionate, it's going to be challenging. And you know, I've been lucky to be in a supportive cohort. Build relationships with the people in your cohort. Build relationships with your um, teachers and with your colleagues. If you can do it with a colleague in, in your district that's already doing it, if you can join with them, uh, that can be supportive as well. So um, always remember, I, you know, I think as adults we have to remember this too, you can achieve everything you set your mind to. You just have to be persistent with it. As long as you're persistent, nothing can get in your way. You know, do right by people, <laughs> do things, you know, ethically and with integrity, and you can do it. If that's what you want to do, you can do it. Beautiful. I'm taking notes here. 
as long as you're persistent. Such wise words. Thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. Rosa, before we leave, any last words for the listeners? Yeah, um, no, thank, thank you, Efrain. I appreciate you taking time out of your day and, and hearing me out here. Um, what I would say to anyone listening is, you know, no matter where you are in your journey, no matter where you are in your personal or professional life, no matter what you've been through, just remember you've had a 100% success rate because you're still here. Keep showing up. Reach out to people for help when you need it. Um, remember how far you've come and, and, and be proud of yourself. Thank you so much, Rosa, for being here. This has been Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. Peace and calm. such a great uh, podcast and I was so into the conversation that I skipped one of the most important questions and Rosanna was so kind to still answer uh, uh, the question so here we go Rosanna who's your biggest influence or your biggest influences My, you know, my parents are immigrants. I'm an immigrant too. But the sacrifices they have made, the people they left behind, the professions they gave up. You know, my dad was a musician. My mom was a teacher. They started. My dad was a busboy, and my mom was she cleaned houses. Um, they gave up everything just so we could have the opportunity to have a better life, and that is the most selfless action. Uh, the most that anyone has done for me and they, they've taught me resilience you know when you are persistent with your dreams they taught me that you can't lose when you work harder than everyone around you to pursue your goals and you focus on yourself instead of others you can't lose you will get what you work for and you know always doing right by people when you do right by people they taught me god will do right by you and I'm forever grateful and, and they continue to inspire me to serve others the way they have, the way they have and my brother too. My my husband Zach has been a huge influence in my life. I, I met him when I was a teacher and he was so supportive during my transition from teacher to administration. I think that's key when you're transitioning from one role to another, you don't know administration until you try it. You, you really need to have those supportive people around you and, and he's, he's been my rock. and. I don't know that I could have done it without him by my side and and there have been many supportive people that I've met in my leadership journey that I'm forever grateful for who have inspired me and encouraged me or, or and or supported me and have taken a chance on me when others wouldn't and that include um, Dr. Kevin Russell and I've learned the importance of you know transparency integrity keeping a promise being an important uh, being a great communicator and the importance of kindness no matter what level you're in at leadership and there's just so many and here in Downers Grove Pat Bina, Tammy, Jeff Newstead, Jacqueline Kadar, Brita Wazak, my EL team, Georgina Cervantes, Matt Jewell, Leland Wagner, uh, some in other incredible teachers, Megan Beer, Dana Zickies, 
uh, Lindley Rose, who's a director in Highland Park, and um, Marivika Lara in Woodstock. They're in the you know multilingual word world administ in administration, and I've reached out to them, and every time you know they have been so supportive before I even met them in person. My new boss, Renee Urbanski, she's just been the kindest, most supportive, helpful, and inclusive person, and I feel grateful. I, I feel like I've been surrounded with wonderful people who have, have supported me, and, and I hope to do the same for other people as well. Wow, thank you for sharing that. You know, starting with your parents, you know, please send your parents this message that you have deeply inspired this educator, and I am sure I'm not the only one. So um, thank you so for that, I appreciate it. Thank you.